it's here. Peloton's best offer of the season. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton tread. Choose from accessories like a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, yoga blocks, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. Hurry, Peloton's best offer of the season is here, but not for long. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Limited time offer cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Hello and welcome to Breaking Geek Creative Podcast, premier flagship and international podcast developer online. I'm your host, Brandon Jones, and this week we're going to do something interesting. So we've got Jammer and Danny in the room, and because of some scheduling stuff, we're going to flip the review and do that first, and then we're going to do news. I guess that we could have done it the way we normally do it and then edit it in post, but fuck it, we're going to try something different. Danny, Jammer, how are y'all doing? It's all fantastic. good, my friend, all good. Happy New all Year. Did we say that last year? What year is it now? Happy New Year. Happy New Second Month. Did we week say January. that? I don't remember if we said that. I don't remember. I don't yeah, remember. I we do say and I don't know if that was some of it. My Achilles heel in, in being involved in like anything that is exterior facing is never acknowledging the holidays or making events out of things. I just kind of do business as usual, going forward, business as usual, just chugging along. So I probably didn't say Happy New Year, but Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. I um so we're running afoul of the curb your enthusiasm rule. So it is a show that I always think that I should watch. And I've seen a couple episodes, but I've never actually finished. But there's this one uh clip that I saw where Larry David was like, Hey, here is the rule. After January 7th, you cannot say fucking happy new year. Oh shit. Like, I disagree. Oh, that's actually good. I disagree. That good no, rule. that's, that's a stupid good. rule. You that's could say rule. it for the whole month. Say it for the whole month. No. Well, when does yeah. the Chinese New Year stop? How does that affect them? What if you were from China and their New Year is different? Arabic New Year's different. I mean, he's in Los Angeles. So it's Fuck not a problem he'd ever. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I agree. But I Fuck guess Larry if you're David. if you're referring if you're referring to, you know, the uh what was it? What what calendar are we? What calendar are we doing? Gregorian, Gregorian. calendar. Is that what we're using? Yeah, Gregorian calendar. If you're going by that new year, he's saying January 7th. If obviously you're talking about Chinese New Year or some other new year, obviously that January 7th rule does not apply. Either way, I think it's a stupid rule. I like the rule. And I just want to say, everyone, Merry Christmas and Happy Halloween. <laughs> You're supposed to say Merry New Year. That's the rule. No. Oh, no. Merry New I don't like rules. Rules are made to be broken. That's trading, what the guy said. That's what the guy said in the, the, opening, the opening of the transporter, where the guy was like, there's supposed to be three guys. Rules are made to be broken, not mine. And then he shoots one of the guys. And then kicks him out of the car. I think it's what happens. I haven't seen the movie in like a decade, so I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you're worse for it. So okay, I, 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 I think you're okay. Point. Yeah. So we're gonna have to cut our normal <laughs> banter short. Gonna have to cut this short. Gonna do this, and maybe I should do that every time. Be like, hey, five minutes for banter, and then we move it on. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, yeah, you Shut gotta up. be the 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 podcast police. No, no, I'm gonna be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just Cobra Kai. Quiet. Cobra Kai. Although he does it way better. Anyway, we're going to be talking about Bell. Bell is the new film is from Shinobu. I'm sorry. No, that's, that's wrong. Not. That's yeah, way I wrong. know. I know. <laughs> I have no clue. Who are you mixing him up with? Who's Shinobu? Character. Um, oh, okay. So Mamoru Hosoda, Jammer. Mam- Mamoru Hosoda. There we go. 
Uh, and so this film is about a high school student who becomes a globally beloved singer after entering a fantastic virtual world. She soon embarks on an emotional and epic quest to uncover the identity of a mysterious beast who's on the run from ruthless vigilantes. This film has a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics and 93% per, ah, 90, I couldn't even say it out loud. Like it just seems so ridiculous. 93% so from excited. the audience. No. And it's, it's got 95% a 6% from audience from what I see. No, mine I says, see a 90. Oh, you're right. I refreshed it. Apparently. Apparently it was off in the two minutes. Command that I, I loaded the page. R. Command R. Jammer is your friend. Command R. All right. Six out of 10 on uh from ign and a metacritic score of 84 percent we all had a chance to Look see that. this film ign's on point yeah ign is, is more on point yeah usually you know they hand out those sevens like they're at a goddamn casino seven 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 um but we got a chance to watch this film because nick isn't here today and usually he's the most ardent i don't want to watch anime uh danny can be convinced to do just about anything so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, given the right so, motivation Jeff. <laughs> talk to me after the show <laughs> danny you so there was some extra credit homework that jammer gave you as part of watching this did you get a chance to watch summer wars no okay did you yeah, get a chance fine. to start summer wars no you didn't even okay. try you, you probably finished bell that's, was like no <laughs> Yep, what he said. So let's talk Honestly, about this I'm... movie. Let's talk on before we get. I, I just have to say this. Go on, go on, go on. What movie did these fucking people watch? <laughs> I don't know what movie they watched. I'm really sorry to say. So I'm gonna give you my history with Mamoru Hosoda. I grew. I'm a freaking you know anime. Well, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, do you want to lead this discussion because I feel like of the two yeah. of us, you're like you're like yeah. the anime. I'm like you know. Okay, You're the guy. so this You're the is, is Mamoru is, is a fantastic filmmaker with a very storied history in the industry. Um, many of us first, you know, were exposed to his work back in, I think, 2000 when the Digimon movie hit the U.S. That movie was actually comprised of three separate, uh, I believe, OVAs, like I want to say 20, 40 minute shorts that were kind of stitched together into one, some semblance of a plot. And he did, I think, either one or two of those. And they were really good, um, you know, back when back in that day. I haven't watched them recently, but I really, I really enjoyed it. And um, then he went on to do a One Piece movie, Movie Six, which is is by and large considered one of the best One Piece movies out of they have I think eleven or twelve at this point. It's considered to be one of the best. Um, and he, his big sort of breakout role outside of, of big movies, outside of the sort of big franchises, was actually. The Girl Who Leapt Through Time, which was released in the late 2000s. That was um, that was the first time I really saw him. And I was like, oh, he's a real director. He likes to do real movies. Interesting. Wait, From thumbs there, up or I thumbs believe, down on that? Girl thumbs who time. up, mostly. Okay. It has some third act issues, but I think it's overall a very enjoyable movie. Um, then after that, I believe, was Summer Wars, which... Frankly, that was the movie where I was like, I fucking love this director. He can do no wrong. And then he did Wolf Children uh, and Boy and the Beast. Both movies I did not like very much. Um, and then he went on to do Mirai, which I have not seen yet, but I believe was nominated for an Oscar in the year it came out. 
And now we come to Bell, his latest film. And the reason I, I kind of want to go back through his career is because there is some trends you could see here. The Digimon movie essentially had a very similar plot to Summer Wars, which kind of has a similar basis for Bell. So the Digimon plot has to do with some sort of like a virus or something or somebody taking over the internet and causing stuff to go crazy in the real world. That's essentially the plot of Summer Wars. And this movie was really weird to watch. Bell was very strange to watch because, and I the reason why I had Jonesy watch Summer Wars is because it's like he they created the same world. They have a U-verse or whatever the hell it's called, or U in Bell, and it's called Oz in Summer Wars. It's basically the same thing. It's a digital world where you can go and do shit. They even have like the first five minutes of this movie, this little opening about this place is a place where you go and create your own avatar and do this own thing and create your own world, blah, 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 blah. It's literally almost lifted exactly from his from Summer Wars into this movie up to the point where they have these, these whales in Summer Wars, which is fun. They're funnily named John, Johnny, John and Yoko. I'm assuming after uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono um, as sort of like these overseers of, of the world. And they have whale, they have a whale and bell too, which is really weird. It's just, there's like a lot of thematic and random crossovers and mixing and matching. I almost feel like they should have just made the world and bell Oz and just had this be kind of like a semi-sequel. I don't know why they didn't do that. Um, but anyways, it was just really bizarre to see. They had like a lot of similarities, like a lot of similarities in terms of the, the setting and the foundation but the actual plot itself differed. Whereas Summer Wars is about a virus that goes haywire within Oz. And it's about a main character and a family of a friend kind of coming together to fight this thing. in what I consider to be one of the greatest anime films of all time. And probably one of the most accessible for anybody to watch in the U.S. Because there's like, there's not really, there's like no sexuality in it. In it. I know it makes a lot of people uncomfortable. Wait, I'm sorry. There's, you're saying that Summer Wars Summer is Wars, the most accessible? Summer Wars. Even though it's not, because you can't fucking find it anywhere. Well, I know that. I'm talking about in terms of quality. Um. Anyways, it just feels, it kind of feels very structurally like a Hollywood blockbuster to me. Kind of, like in that way. Like it feels very accessible on that level. Um. So for me, one of my favorite animated films of all time. So it had high standards when you have Bell where you have the same digital world and you have you know a different take on it it's about somebody who becomes a singer in it and sort of this unexpected fame or this is kind of what i thought the movie was going to be about that's neither here nor there the movie kind of takes a left turn and becomes about something completely different and um so yeah that's a lot of preamble you heard my opinions on it Jonesy, what is what is your Twitter, Twitter review of this movie of Bell? I mean, you actually didn't just do a Twitter review; you did the actual review for the site, um, lrmonline.com. You could check out your full review where you gave it what? I gave it a C plus, and that is really your fault. Uh, so what happened was I watched the movie and I was like, that was okay. I'm like it's a B minus. I enjoyed the music and it was very pretty. I did not like the Beauty and the Beast stuff. I thought they could have jettisoned that entire storyline. And then I watched Summer Wars. And I was like, what the fuck was that shit that I watched a second ago? It was <laughs> it was almost like a reverse Nolan, where I very strongly feel that The Dark Knight Rises is an A student turning in C work. And I feel like the comparison here is that a student who has written a very good paper just like cribbed his own paper. And I'm just like, what? 
you just cheated off of yourself. That's plagiarism, dude. And, and you did it worse. And you did it worse. Uh, so different paper, same thesis, worse result. And that's my Twitter review of this film. What about you, Danny? As someone who hates anime and uh, has, yeah, yet, uh, has, yet, uh, well, has yet to glom onto anime, you don't hate it. You're not, you're not a Nick doll. You're not a Nick doll. You're not someone who's you're not someone who's gonna, you know, just randomly on a whim decide, you know, this thing, I've decided to swear it off completely because for no reason at all. That's not your <laughs> was style. That no Nick... was that my fault today? Was that my fault? That was no, that was for those who don't know, Nick Doll, for some reason, inexplicably just decided to like, you know what? After talking about how much he liked, you know, Book of Boba Fett, was like, I hate Star Wars. I'm never gonna watch Star Wars again. Man. I'm done with Star Wars. Um, I don't, I wish he was here. Cause I, I would give him endless shit. I want to give him endless shit. When next time he's on and be like, what the, what was that about? Why? That was the craziest Why? heel turn that I have ever seen. <laughs> that was like somebody just running down the ramp in WWE and just like their best friend is slap him in the face and get the shit out of him to take the title. Home. It's like, what are you talking about? You, you love this. And then, like, right. and then he went on to talk about how he just wants the next Indiana Jones to be like the old Indiana Jones. And then you're just like, Danny was just like, wait, aren't you saying that you hate star Wars because it's just doing the same things? Like, yeah, but it's Indiana Jones. It's like, okay. Nick, I hope you're listening to this. Well, so to that point though, I do understand it from the perspective of we are now in oversaturation mode with star Wars. And we haven't gotten there with Indiana Jones. And so the idea is, if I can speak for him, if I can defend like that specific point, I think the idea is he wants more. Uh, so he certainly doesn't want Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls, right? So he wants that first But trilogy. he says that, that Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls is better than the prequels and all the sequel movies, which is of like- Star Wars? Oh, yeah, of Star Wars. I'm like, no, it's not better than The Force Awakens or The Last Jedi. You're absolutely insane. Okay. <laughs> mm interesting all right i'm back done on track that. yeah i'm done back on track that. back on yeah. track danny as someone who doesn't dislike anime but has yet to be won over by it what yeah. do you think this movie well if someone that's <laughs> someone that's not has yet to be won over by i don't think this film is the one that's actually made that happen i i don't have many films to compare it to i am not the biggest anime fan and i've not watched many it sounds to me like i should have watched that one that you just spoke about though the summer summer wars because yeah. I found this, I found Bell. Hey, J Jammy, you remember when you said that, you know, what's the one thing that you don't like when it's in a movie? You just don't want to be bored, right? Yep. Yep. That was me when I was watching this. I, th I thought it was pretty, like Jonesy said. I like the, um, the, uh, uh, the scenery shots, you know, the, 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 where the animation's put on top. I guess they still do it in that way. The it looked beautiful when it was in the real world. When it went into you, I was confused as fuck. I thought, why would someone go there? All they do is float around. They just go in this world to float. So it took me a while to get into it. Then it went to this Beauty and the Beast thing. And then I was just, I am so bored now. It's almost two hours. Not much has happened. I, I am bored. I am persevering through this just because as a good little student, because I, I should. And I really didn't enjoy it. I, I was bored. I didn't understand the the... The, the point of some of the stuff that was going on. There were elements that I thought were great. It was, I'm slowly coming around to the animation style, but occasionally it went back into that. Why are their mouths constantly open when they're making any kind of noise, uh -huh. whether they're squeaking, screaming, or yeah, or laughing? It's the same facial expression, but I'm getting, I'm slowly getting over that. I was bored in this film. It did not do anything to convert me to be a big anime fan just yet. But if you, you guys think yeah. this is a poor representation, maybe I should check out Summer Wars. What I love about your I think review you is that as a reformed gamer, 
you're like, why with this beautiful real world would these people go into this world where they just float? I'm like, you, you literally just <laughs> described the thing that you used to do. <laughs> like, you know what? I ain't got time for this real world. Let me go kill some people. So basically, I've forgotten. I should go back. <laughs> You've forgotten the face of your father. That's what happened. You just the good times. Well, so uh yeah, so I gave this movie like a D in my head. I wow. just sucks i'm sorry it sucks i i borderline hate this movie um i just why I why hate do you want to get into spoilers you can't yeah, you can't talk about let's talk about spoilers let's talk about spoilers if you haven't seen bell doesn't matter movie sucks don't watch it just listen to this review um <laughs> so uh, part way through she's doing like a concert first of all she rises to fame way too quickly and with no conflict um she has extreme social anxiety, which we never really get to the root of ever or really address in any meaningful way. Um, also, she's doing the concert situation. Okay, I'm not going to necessarily, I guess, rail on the movie for, you know, it not following her rise to fame in a way that I found satisfactory. Obviously, the movie was not focused on that. It was focused, I guess, on her infatuation with this beast-like character. So here's my first criticism when they go like, oh, he looks like he has bruises on his back. I'm like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't look like he has bruises on his back. It looks nothing like a bruise. Just look like what made you think it was like colors on a cape? It looks like a cape. It looks like colors on a cape. You're high. What's wrong with you? It's like those people who try to connect the fucking Pixar movies together into one big universe. You're like those people. <laughs> Don't be those people. And this person did not have bruises on their back. And then Which is funny because you're trying to connect these movies into one universe. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> Anyways, so from there, uh, she becomes infatuated with him when he crashes a concert when, and I guess decides to track him down for some reason. I don't understand why. And then inexplicably, they when she finds him, they just start like dancing to the fucking Disney's Beauty and the Beast shit. Okay, why? Wait, but why did no he crash idea. the concert to begin with? I don't know, man. Okay. I have no idea. Do you? Like, he was running away from... Those other people who were chasing him, I guess. But why there? And and is he happened to run into it, hack into it? I don't know. And so they start beating the beasting, and uh, I'm like, okay, is this a romance kind of? All right, whatever. Uh, meanwhile, in the real world, more interesting stuff is happening that I was more invested in, having to do with like kind of her relationship with the people there, her real life anxiety. They didn't really get into it enough. Like I wanted more of it. And then um, the movie does the complete, it does a harder heel turn than Nick did and, you know, with Star Wars, where it all of a sudden becomes the story about uh, child abuse. And the Beast turns out to be this guy who, this, this kid, I guess, who's protecting his younger kid from a father. And it becomes all about that. She decides to reveal herself because I guess it's a moment of weakness or whatever, to vulnerability to really show what's up, that it's her. And then she goes and fucking confronts the father who bitches out for some reason, who's just like, oh, and runs away when she stands up to him. Don't know why that happens. And um, then I guess problem kind of solved. The world has kind of seen him. It was streaming at the time with the abuse stuff. I don't know, man. I don't get this movie. Don't get what so it was about. Of the don't things that you message. said. Don't get its themes. I don't understand why. I understand parts of it. Like it was interesting in the last act, but I still don't understand why, what benefit was made by her showing up, how it all connects together and how it even addresses 
her yeah. sort of feelings of inadequacy that are established earlier on in the movie. They're just so, so it's I've so got messy. two. I've got two things for that. So one, generally speaking, I agree with what you've said. One thing that I could say about her rise to fame, it is the internet and it's called going viral. And so that's not meant to be a joke. I do think that in an internet-based society, you can very easily see where somebody goes from zero to millions just overnight, right? Like that is a thing that happens in our current society, specifically on the internet. And so while I understand what you're saying that you don't want to, you're upset because you didn't, they didn't explain I'm not upset. As I well. just didn't like it. It's, it's okay, one criticism. It's, it's one it's thing, one thing it's that was a, able to. It's not a real criticism. Okay. It's admittedly a weak criticism on my part because that's judging a movie because it didn't focus on a thing that I wanted it to focus on. It doesn't matter. It really I, shouldn't matter. I let it go. That's how I explain I just, that. Um, yeah. My impression of her feelings of anxiety, and, and this is probably, um, this is definitely an issue with the movie. It seemed like it came from her mother dying. And I did see one review that actually talked about that. And I felt like that was something that should have been revealed to the viewer as they watched the movie. So when I wrote my review, I didn't want to talk about that stuff. I didn't want to, cause I, I felt like that was something that was revealed far enough into the movie and how it happened. And that it was kind of, at least in my opinion, the root of some of that stuff. Definitely um, some and, of it, and that's yeah. what caused her to lose her quote unquote voice. And you know, that was her strength. So I was kind of okay with that stuff, but yeah, to what you were talking about, it was a very disjointed movie um, thematically. Those things don't tie together. It did like all of those things didn't tie into the child abuse because she wasn't abused. It didn't tie into the beauty and the beast stuff. It didn't tie into like any of those other things that they just kept layering on top of each other. Now I'm trying to find, I'm really curious. You, I think you said that he was beaten by Disney, right? There was a Disney film that beat him out with Mirai. Did you say that? Oh, no, no, no. I said, I think maybe he won or was definitely oh. nominated for an Oscar for Mirai. So I know he was nominated and I'm very curious if like the Beauty and the Beast thing came from like, well, fuck it. I got beat by Disney. So I'm going to, I'm going to use a Disney trope. And that's probably the only reason that that's in this movie. That's silly. That People are funny? silly. Yeah, um, probably. I don't know. I mean, probably he lost to Disney, but I don't know what movie that was. 2018. Um, let's see here. 2018 Oscar animation. That is Coco. Yeah. And he lost rightly so. I haven't seen Mirai. There's like, there's no film beating Coco for me. Sorry. Hold on a second. Mirai release date. No, no. That actually would be the next year. Hold on. Um, Oscars 2018 animation 2019 damn it I did 2018 again 2019 <laughs> shut up uh, into the spider verse did that win if that won uh, I, I feel like yeah I think it won again not having seen Mirai um, into the spider verse is easily either it's probably my favorite spider-man movie yeah so it's up there for me so I don't know. I'd have to see Mirai, but maybe I'm just one of those people that, uh, so I like Shawshank Redemption, even though uh, Forrest Gump beat it out that one year. But that's how it goes. So yeah, I just thought this movie was not good. It just, it was so disjointed. 
I don't understand how you can look at that script and be like, oh, that's cohesive. Um, and it's just, it was just so disappointing. And it was like, as Danny mentioned, I was bored throughout at least half of the movie. That whole middle chunk, I was bored. The opening, I was kind of like, okay, okay, okay. And then they got into the second the beast crashed and she started searching for the beast. I'm like, wow, I really don't care because I don't see any motivation for her to be tracking him down. Right. And then up until the reveal about the child abuse, and that's when things got interesting. But even while I was interested, I wasn't satisfied with what was happening and why. I didn't see any connection to it. I didn't see, yeah, I just didn't see much of anything. And then I'm trying to think here, the, the mom... I guess I could see the connection with the mom in some way. I guess losing her voice, how she's kind of overcoming something by helping him. Somehow that makes her feel better. I guess I don't see the connection there either. Like how did how did confronting the father help her find her voice again? I don't get it. It doesn't. Like not from a traditional, traditionally thematic. Like you had you would have to explain it more for me to completely understand the connection, not you specifically, the movie would have to explain it more. Yeah. No, I was, I think that the, it is just a completely unrelated finding strength by helping out this person just the same way that her mother did. And not when I say just the same way, her mother, the way that she died, she went into a river to try and save this kid. um, And she lost her mother. So here, she went out of her way to help this other person who was being abused by somebody. That's like, it's close. Hmm? Yeah. Sorry. Potentially putting herself at risk like her mum did, right. Going into this torrent where she could possibly not survive to save someone else. So I guess there's a similarity there. She was putting herself at risk, but then like you just said, Jammer, this guy then fucked off without a, without, you know, almost ran away scared immediately. So it's not like she, I didn't feel that she was under any threat from him to be, you know, really coming up against that demon so to speak yeah i have no idea why he was scared why was he scared what did she do that scared him she looked angry was that it was that the moment he was just like oh now you're scary he hit her right he hit her didn't he He hit her on the head face yeah he like he 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 gave her a cut he gave her a cut somehow and so sometimes the idea is that abusers like you there are some that you stand up to and they just beat the shit out of you and there are some you stand up to them and once he realizes that he's not going to go any farther than that, that there's nothing really that he can do. So, so I could understand between- him backing away and being like, okay, I'm done. But he like whined off and fucking cried away. I didn't understand that. I'm, yeah. I'm trying. Like, I, I don't think that overall it makes, like I can see where they're going with it, but as a film, like it just, it doesn't make any sense. But is I there- promise you, Danny, Summer Wars is way better. Go on, seriously, watch Summer Wars. It's so good. So it's from what really I understand, good. it's the same director, same director, yep. so it's some of the same themes that have been reused, but done in a much better way. Is that is that right? Like I wouldn't say world? same themes. Same I would say oh. same same type of foundational world building. Okay. It's like okay. this, it's like the Animatrix, right? This is another story that takes place in the same world. It's basically that. Or okay. Ready Player One. Sure. Okay. That is that's cool. the thing. That exists. Jones, even if you I know, don't like I didn't, it. I didn't like the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. I didn't like this movie. <laughs> have you read anyway, the books, I got, by the way? Not transgression. Have you seen have you read Ready Player One? So I read the I first read, one. I like the yeah, first one. Yeah, I read the one. first one. I like the first well, one. That was that was my follow-up was then and have you read the sequel to that then? To you know the, why? Okay. Because it came out following the movie, and I don't want any of yeah. that 
to be. It was a fair chunk of time though. It was only last year, I think, when when I got the book. Yeah, it only came out last year, the second one. Yeah, yeah. Ready Player One. Uh, Anyways, I got to step out, gents, and I will be back. But yes, this movie. Do yourself a favor and watch Summer Wars instead of this movie. Um. Yep. All right. Later. See you, Gemma. I'll be back. Um. How did you find Ready Player Two? Yeah, so, yeah. So I, yeah, I was a was a little bit nervous that it was going to be just a bit of a, for want of a better word, like a cash grab. Right, we've just done mm-hmm. this first one. Write another one quickly, but I think it's got to be at least three years since that film came out when the book came out. Um, oh. I didn't enjoy it as much as the first book. I'm going to kind of let's forget the film. So comparing it to the first book, I didn't enjoy it as much as the first book. I'm not. Are you a Prince fan, Jonesy? Generally speaking, from the music and everything. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well then, and the reason why I say that is obviously no spoilers on a book here, but obviously if you're a fan, you've probably read it already, but there's a huge chunk of the book that's set in, should we say, Prince World. And Paisley Park? Not, Digital Paisley Park? Paisley Park is just a small fraction of Prince World. What? I know, right? So well, there you go. So if you're a Prince fan, that, that like, it seemed, it seemed like it was a whole two chapters that were set in just that world. But it went so much into the minutiae of being a geek about Prince, like naming the members of the band and what guitars they played and what they ate for breakfast every day. There was a big chunk of it where it was a little bit too much retro um, uh, going back to the 80s on, on a one specific subject, whereas the first book was very broad, right? It was mentions of these things that we enjoyed, movies, comics, uh, general life and time pop culture during the 80s and 90s whereas this one was chose two or three subjects and dove straight in onto them and if Mm. you're not a fan of those subjects it makes the book very hard going because you're not getting lots of references that give you a smile in your face like well fuck me i'm not a prince fan when how long is this going to finish when are we going to get to a a ghostbusters reference or or another brand of music when are we going to get to hair metal reference or something like that so Although not a bad book, it wasn't as enjoyable and I can't see it being made. Well, obviously it can be made into a film, but I just don't think it, let's face it, Ready Player One wasn't a huge success. I don't think the second book would be more of a success, which obviously means a bit of a bomb. I mean, it wasn't, um, I didn't think that it was particularly good. Um, and, you know, it, it falls into that trope of the book is better than the movie. Yeah, but sure. for me, I felt that there were themes that were in the book that were just completely missing from the movie. For sure, and yeah, it just wasn't as interesting. Um, it was more of a nostalgia fest, the book, the film, wasn't it? Which was yeah. okay to a point, but there was some right. interesting stuff in the book that wasn't touched on, which was a shame because that, that character was stuff. what made the book fun. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, I does it deal with the same main characters? Yes, sir. Yeah, I feel and so. Like in that sense, convinced me I would recommend. <laughs> Well, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say put it on the top of your list, but I would add it to your list because you you then get to see how it all plays out and how it does yeah. end because it does um, end. Oh, um, okay. Um, yeah. They mentioned Morris Day and the Time. Mention Morris Day and the Time. Couldn't recall. Sorry, buddy. Damn it! It's a Prince reference, sort of. All right. Well, I, well here, there, there's the thing. They may have done, but I would have had exactly the same look on my <laughs> just... face as you fucking just gave me. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm going to read through that and get to the other bits. <laughs> anyway, sorry. We digressed a little bit, but it was kind of to do with the, uh, an, uh, an internet world, matrix world, alternate universe thing. Moving on. And we're not on a real clock. Talk about what we want. <laughs> I, um, I am going to add that book. Um, so 
if I'm understanding your your lack of interest in the book, thinking that it's just okay, it's mostly because like it's well written, but it just sounds like they just go into topics that you personally aren't particularly interested in. A little bit too much, yeah, and that made it slow for me, and that's what made the whole book slow. Um, okay. But generally speaking, it's actually quite well written. I like the ideas and the themes that he tries to touch upon as how how on earth could this carry on? I'm not, not going to spoil it by saying um, what happens, but it, it, I like those themes of it. I just wish it had not been so laborious in certain sections. But that was a personal thing and that so for you, you might love that particular section of the book and wish it would never end because, you know, that that appeals to you. So I wouldn't say no, because because that reason might just be something that appeals to you more than me. So here I am, I've got my phone out and I am adding it to the list. I've sent a sample. Have you got a a book list or, or something like that? No, I just send samples to my tablet and, you know, half the time I don't yeah. read them. But I've got an Amazon book to. list that is, is whenever people recommend books, I add it to that. And yeah. whenever I've got a few spare dollars, I'll just click that and get it sent to me when I can read another one. <laughs> um, yeah. And so the thing that, that makes it harder for me is with a list, I don't actually have the pages in front of me, but if I just send a sample, I, I might start paging through it and go like, oh, okay, this is interesting and then I'll, then I'll read it. Um, I understand. So yeah. I'll let you know if I get to it, if, if it makes it to the top of the list. But cool. we'll see. What's next? Um, you want to tackle news? News of the week? Let's talk about some news. We've got some news. We've got lots and lots of news, actually. Um, there was but, lots to cover. How much do you want to pick on? Um, we'll see what we can get through until Jammer, if he does come back. I don't want to bank on it. Um, quick question, though, because I might truncate the news for this. Yeah. Did you watch any of Peacemaker? No, we. I, I, I'm going to struggle to find it here. I think I might yeah. be able to find a certain access uh, streaming service that might be able to show. But no, I have not. If you want to talk about it, if Jam and Dubs come back, I'm okay with spoilers and stuff because I, you know, it's, okay, it's just enough. It's that show. But I have not yet seen it, buddy. So won't be able to give it anything on that. Other than so that, if, I'm looking forward to it. And it yeah, sounds good. If he does come back, um, I will. I will abstain from spoilers. I don't want to spoil it for you. And um, the other thing was Book of Boba Fett. Are you caught up? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. So here's what I will do. We'll get through some of the stuff and we'll see how much we get through. And then if and when Jammer comes back, we'll transition into uh, who watches. How about that? So like a quick fire round. Yeah. Set let's do the that. Timer. Set the timer. Danny, are you ready? Yes, sir. All right. The Batman is rated PG-13. How surprised are you by this not very i yeah. feel nowadays that pg-13 you can get get away with a lot of stuff as far as thematic stuff um violence and things i'm not sure what the exact rules are probably something about certain blood be it amount of blood per per shot or something like that but i think you can get away with a lot more now with a pg-13 than maybe you could have done a few years ago so i think it still fits with the themes that we're getting the sense of from the trailers, which is very dark, yeah. very obviously brutal and and potentially very um, menacing characters, both on the good side and the bad side. So I think that's okay. I'm okay with a PG-13. I'm not like, oh, fuck, it had to be an R. Not at all, because uh, I think you can get away with a lot of stuff. Yeah, and I agree with you. Uh, with this movie, the Mission Motion Picture Association said strong, violent, and disturbing content, drug content, strong language, and some suggestive material. 
Um, I mean, imagine that, of a PG thirteen. That sounds pretty. You know, that 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 sounds like a PG fifteen. Well, it sounds like a fifteen. What we used to have in the UK. None of the yeah. PG stuff. It was no. You had to be fifteen or over. Don't care how many parents come with you. You got to be fifteen <laughs> or over. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't know that. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had um, we had PG, and then we had twelve, and then we had fifteen and eighteen. Those were the age limits. There was no gray area for well, if an adult's with you, kind of shit. Sorry, digress, buddy. Oh no, I I like that. I, that's an interesting thing. I I never knew that. Um, and so for me, yeah, again, not surprised. Generally, here what I recall about how the rating system worked, and it's probably changed since the last time I looked it up. PG thirteen, as long as it wasn't gratuitous, as long as it wasn't bloody. Uh, you could sneak by with that 13 probably in the yeah. last 24 plus years you could sneak one f-bomb in there so um and i remember being shocked by that when i was a kid like you know somebody would say fuck and i was like wait what is this movie rated um <laughs> but it yeah it was definitely pg-13 so yeah. yeah i i'm not surprised by this either and i kind of like that warner brothers is diversifying their catalog you know you've got the suicide squad stuff if you yeah. like uh rated r stuff they've got that over there that you've got your uh peacemaker you've got uh P i think harley quinn was rated pg-13 well the, um, the the cartoon no the no no the, the movie oh the movie but, um but yeah, birds of prey point, you mean birds of prey sorry yeah you said harley yeah. quinn i was thinking cartoon sorry sorry yeah, i can't yeah. even with that huge long ass trailer, they they edited a couple of times. I don't even. Uh, but to your point, yeah, the cartoon is um, rated R, like or TVMA is what we call it here, yeah. mature audience. So yeah. I'm glad that there is just a wealth of content out there that you can choose one or the other. Um, yep. Seems like a lot of people actually get upset by that. Well, I was just going to ask you, because obviously we've got the other end. We've got Shazam and stuff, which is very family friendly, for, for want of a better term. And so, like you say, it's great that they have got that diversity. But I was then going to ask you, has there been a pushback? Have, have you seen people go, oh, fuck, it should have been a PG-15 or an R, or, or they were hoping for it to be more gratuitous, therefore? I, I, I don't know. Have you seen any of that? I've heard people talk about it, like on Reddit and Twitter, but not. it's not like a huge push. So okay. they're just people. I think, that, but yeah, sorry. Sounds like most of us are okay with it. It's like we expected it and you can push the boundaries quite a bit on a PG-13. So it's not that I have to go full salt, go to, um, to vanilla. So I'm okay. I just, I just want the film to come out now. I mean, in fact, we should have had it by now, right? Wasn't it been delayed by several times. chunks of time? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was wrong. Birds of Prey was actually rated R. So I looked it up. And so I imagine that part of, I mean, I don't think that they would ever make a rated R Batman movie like for wide release. I'd be surprised, yeah. but I imagine that because of the suicide squad, not doing the numbers they wanted it to and birds of prey, not doing the numbers that wanted it to um, that they tamped that down, even though Joker came out rated R and destroyed it. Joker made a billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, we shall see. Um, next one. Next one. Let's go. Um, we've got word that there's how much Zorro do you like? How much do you really like Zorro? No, well, was it last week we were talking about? Oh, I've, got, I've got no, I mean, I like that film and I like the black and white show 50 years ago, whenever I was born, but I've got no interest. And now there's another one, right? Robert yeah. Rodriguez and his wife are making one that's more female centric, yes, from what I can tell. 
and I'm, I, I couldn't care. That's the wrong statement. I couldn't care less. I could, I couldn't, I, I don't care. Yeah, it's one of those phrases. I don't know why people say that. <laughs> I couldn't um, care less or I could care less. I don't, I, so people say I could care less. But that, that implies that not... it's not that bad, right? Yep. Yeah. Right. So. Oh, so I'll just stick with I couldn't care. Don't care. <laughs> okay. um, but obviously there's an audience though right is this a u.s thing in, in my ignorance is this a big thing in the u.s is zorro i mean a major influence in the u.s so Maybe we'll see the if there's an audience world? Right? i don't know if there's an audience we'll see there was an audience you know when they made the first one in 1998 the last movie with antonio banderas and i think the sequel came out maybe five years later um and so We'll see. I think it's kind of fascinating to go from, yeah, we haven't had one in decades to now we've got two in production at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I find interesting is we've got one that's going to be, I think the other one with Wilmer, Wilmer Balderrama is going to be on Disney Plus, And this one's going to be on the CW. And so I'm, right. I have thoughts and feelings about that because even though the CW one is coming from Robert, Robert Rodriguez, I have feelings about CW products and I don't know if it's going to be as good, but we'll see. Okay. Well, there's an in interesting segue there. If we want to just like skirt over the Zorro news because of the Robert <laughs> Rodriguez link, it goes right into Boba Fett, right? It does go into Boba Fett. <laughs> but um, that's not news. I apologize. That's not a news thing. It's more of a, uh, what we're watching, right? It is. But so about the zero thing the last thing i was going to ask you is specific to this is there a network where you are where all of those cw shows are so like uh superman um oh god arrow basically the arrowverse shows the flash uh black lightning do you have all of those in one place to watch yes because i was watching um uh, green arrow uh yes we've got our major satellite uh streaming network called osn now they um they i believe are carrying a lot of those shows that you were just talking about however okay. they don't carry all of them and that's why it gets a little bit frustrating sometimes so right. i do believe that we've got we've got now tv here which is an official channel it's an official one and it's linked with sky in the UK, which you're probably familiar with. And I think that's how I'm going to be able to see Peacekeeper because I believe they've got a lot of HBO Max stuff. Mm, and I was okay. talking about it today because that's where I watched the Justice League Zack Snyder cut and that was HBO Max, right? So if I saw that on that network, that would imply that I should be able to see Peacekeeper too. But I, 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 I hope so. So I do have access to that CW stuff, but I don't think it's 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 a lot and i have to say yeah. i wasn't i got bored of green arrow after season four or something i persevered and then i i kind of tapped out a little bit and was never much of a flash fan so i don't know I, i'm not a huge fan of that stuff anyway um okay. so i was only is that, what, is, hmm. is that why you would comment on the cw yeah i was curious were you going to even be able to watch this um yeah because if you have maybe is the answer stuff, yeah. yeah okay yeah. Will yeah. you watch it? Given that it's from no. Rodriguez and your job. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's the quick fire round, remember? Let's keep these answers quick, short to the point. Let's keep if moving. Want, All if right. If you want a more detailed answer, I'll ask an open question. 
Will you watch it? Well, no. I, was, I was going to say, given that it's coming from Robert Rodriguez and you seem to be enjoying uh, Book of Boba Fett, did that have any impact? Well, yeah, well, there's there's a little rub on that. We're obviously not going to get too much into that, but episodes one and three have been the ones I've enjoyed the least, and they are the ones that he's he's directed. And episode one was the one that I was very middle of the road on with Boba Fett. It was Star Wars. I love it. I was going to invest. Of course, I was going to watch episode two, and that got me excited again. Um, so... I, he, he's been a bit up and down. I've not enjoyed the... What are the cartoon films that he made with Sylvester Stallone and the kids? Lava Kid and... Well, who's oh, Lava Girl and uh, the Spy Kids Shark franchise, Boy. basically. Yeah, the Shark Boy. Shark Boy and Lava Girl, is that right? If I just yeah. said that, those films. Wasn't a fan of those. Obviously, I was probably not the target audience, but I wasn't a fan of those. Some of the other films I've been... I mean, I remember loving Desperado many sure. moons back. And... Um, uh what's Dust the vampire dawn. one jonesy Dust Dust dawn. Dawn. thank you yeah. yeah love those things for what they were in fact i watched that quite recently and up until they get to the club it, it's really more disturbing it's it's a fun blood fest after that but that first what 20 minutes yeah just george clooney and tarantino himself really fucking disturbing that hotel room with the with the leaves them alone with them on a leash yeah yeah that is, that's kind of you need i needed to shower after that so that was great desperado i thought was great but more recently i've not been too much of a of a fan last thing which one of the um was it death proof that he directed in the uh no that was, that was tarantino the other one that was, was tarantino there. so which one did he did oh he did I the don't... one with the guns zombie one wasn't yes. it uh yeah wasn't a fan of that particular entry into that 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 those those three films what are they called sorry jonesy what was that little grindhouse one? grindhouse thank you yeah that um so anyway bit hit and miss with me for him so put that together with the fact that i'm not a huge fan of zorro it's a no okay all right <laughs> unless you guys tell me it's fucking awesome and then i'll put it under the under the anime movie just <laughs> below the anime film <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I'm, it'll be interesting. I've been kind of off of CW content for a while, although the thing that did get me to come back was um, Superman and Lois. That's been pretty good. And so okay. I'm looking forward to the second season of that. And if this is of that quality, I'll probably check it out. Okay, so, fair enough. We'll see. I'll await the review. Next. Yeah. Next. So speaking of sequels and reboots and new stuff or old stuff that is new again, we're getting a Quantum Leap sequel. Did you ever watch this back in the day? Were you an oh boy? I did. I remember yeah. it as a kid. I do remember it as a kid. It was one of those tea time shows. I remember it being on around about six o'clock mm. um, in the evening, around about tea time. So yeah, just, just before bedtime, it was the show we was allowed to watch before dad got home and watched whatever he wanted to watch. <laughs> um, and it was one of those interesting shows. It was almost like the, the Buck Rogers, that show. And I remember watching Monkey as well. Do you remember Monkey? No. No, that was, uh, they, they've actually redone that quite recently. But at the same time, it was a tea time show that I found quite enjoyable. I couldn't tell you the lore on it. I just remember that it was episodic. Every, every episode, he was in a different time and they had a bit of an adventure and then he'd get out of it somehow. Is this a UK it, show? Uh, Monkey, no, it was a, oh, I'm going to say, I'm going to be a real ignorant twat now, Japanese or Chinese. Okay. Asian origin. All right, I'll take a look. Remade about, it was remade about, ten, oh, digression, mate. If you've watched the original, I honestly think you will love it. Okay. 
I honestly think if you and you will fall in love with it and you'll want to know how you can get extra episodes and can you watch all of them and try not to miss the first ever episode. Little spoiler, he ends up pissing on a god's fingers. Okay. There you go. <laughs> all right. I'm going to have to look out for that. You um, are. I'll send it to you anyway. But yes, so Quantum Leap, I do remember. Um, like I say, remember the episodes, remember finding it quite enjoyable. But can't tell you too much more about. Okay. I remember Scott Bakula was the was the main guy, and then there was, uh, can't remember what was his name in the in the show. Zed. Uh, so Ziggy was the uh, Ziggy. Thank you. The, I was close. The, I had it that was the. I don't. So here's the thing. I don't remember. I don't remember if Ziggy was the computer that he had in his pocket, or if there was actually a person in the. Future I was just going to ask you the same talking. thing. I don't remember. And then the and then it was a hologram he was speaking to of the actual person, his partner back in the lab yes. in the future. That's Ow. I was just going to ask you, was that what it was? Yeah, so that was it? Dean Stockwell. So Dean Stockwell would be talking to, and I, I like in my brain, I cannot remember if he was talking to an actual person or was Ziggy an actual computer. Like it's like, and that just goes to show how young I was when I was watching it. Um, yeah, me too. But I just me remember That's Dean Stockwell like screaming at this into the and he's no longer with us sadly is he he's not he's not um and i'm actually really curious whether or not um um bacula is going to appear in this and so we've got a a a synopsis for this which i'm actually kind of surprised about usually we sometimes just get an announcement that this is going to happen but they've given us a synopsis so this says it's been 30 years since sam beckett stepped into the, the quantum leap accelerator and vanished now a new team has been assembled to restart the project in the hopes of understanding the mysteries behind the machine and the man who created it. Um, I'm kind of curious how this is going to go. Um, For its time, like that show ran for like what, four years? Uh, And it spanned like between the late 80s and early 90s. And I really enjoyed it. It touched on lots of different things uh, issues as they pertain to race and gender and uh, classism and like it it just it ran the gamut while also being just a good sci-fi show yeah so yeah. i'm curious if they're going to be able to maintain that i'm curious whether or not scott bacula is going to make an appearance in this um well i i read that he he was um rumored to be making an appearance and so that and i think from the synopsis you just read that wasn't included in that news thing that that you were sent through earlier, I don't think, was that um, my question was, did he make it back to present day at that time in the show? Because I don't remember that. But that synopsis implies he didn't because he said he's still lost in the quantum realm or whatever they call it. The way that it ends is, I don't know if this is supposed to be ambiguous or not. And I've never looked up whether or not it is supposed to be. So at the end of the show, he learns that he could have gone home at any time. He basically, oh, no. he's like Dorothy, Shit. that he could have just wished himself home and he could have no. gone home at any time. And But the idea was that the way that it seems to end, the way that I recall it is, yeah, you can go home anytime you want or you can continue helping people and because uh. you've been doing good work. And because I think he runs into an older version of himself. This is like me trying to recall something I watched decades ago. And then there's a title card scene, or not scene, a title card that comes up. And it's it basically says that Dr. Beckett never returned home. And so oh. my brain 
took that to mean that he just continued helping people. He just chose never to go home and he just right. enjoyed helping. People. Okay. So, okay. Well, if I guess if you made that choice, then, then I'm okay with that. Cause that means he carried on doing good stuff, but I thought that was going to end with, he found out he could have gone home at any time and then went home and I'm like, you poor bastard. You went for all of that. And all you had to do was click your heels together three <laughs> times and go back to Kansas. Fuck. Um, no yeah i i like it yeah okay all right well this this has me more interested than 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 zorro does that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) put this above zorro uh, on the list (laughs) we'll add it to the list we'll add it to the list (laughs) you ready to move on yes sir yeah all right so we've got a quote from tessa thompson she is talking about she's got some new powers in thor love and thunder so she's talking about what's going to be happening happening with her in the fourth Thor film. She says she has weird skills, to be honest. She (laughs) can sense when someone is close to death. She takes them to Valhalla, which is essentially the afterlife. She can revive people. But when she revives those people, sometimes she ends up in their body. It's a weird thing. It can be quite erotic. And then she has superhuman strength and is essentially a god um i so those first couple of things i was like yeah valkyrie yeah valkyrie like all those things check out now i'm like okay yeah these really are new things um, well this has got to be this has got to be taika waititi's influence on this right he's got he's taken some of the marvel lore i'm not a completely okay with her powers as valkyrie anyway but this certainly sounds like it's got his little whimsical sense of humor playing into it as well and that just makes it so much more fun i mean that bit where she said sensual there may even just be a quick body jump where she's in the body of a man and ends up kissing her old self or something and then that would be go right back to the film again because based on what he did with um uh uh ragnarok anything could happen from a random comedic moment point of view uh, i still laugh my head off when he runs around runs in a circle goes when he's First gets locked up with um, the rock guy of uh, Gorg, Gorg. What's his name? The big Cor- rock guy Cork? that he voices. Is it Korg? One of, the one that he voices. I think it's Korg. Korg, that's thank you. Right? And, he, and he just runs to the circle to try and get back and he ends up right back in front of him again. I don't know why that bit tickles me every single time, but that's so randomly <laughs> pointless, but, but funny. So I'm thinking it's definitely Tyker's influence on there, playing with the powers that Valkyrie can have. But it just makes yeah. me want to watch his movie more, certainly above Zorro. <laughs> Yep. And that's exactly what I was going to say. It's like, uh, there are teases where people say things or like, even within the show, we're like, yeah, Batman's going to be PG-13. Like, yeah, I I kind of figured saw that coming. This is like, I, and when I was talking about those powers, I didn't mean from Marvel lore, like that's just Norse mythology, right? Those first two things that she listed off. And what a Valkyrie does. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And so in this, I'm just like, uh, those other things i'm like yeah i'm really curious what's going to happen in that movie um so yeah provided the same people that wrote men in black three have nothing to do with this movie i'm be very excited to see what happens um so provided man, tessa thompson is the only link between those two things then you're okay with it it will and hemsworth right like it didn't make oh, it like just to sidetrack for just a second it is crazy to me to go from three thor three to mib three and just like have none of the chemistry none of like the any that anything that made that first movie interesting uh not first oh god uh nothing that made the third thor movie ragnarok thank you we'll call it ragnarok um and then moving on to mib three is just like geez man 
this is <laughs> so i'm still looking forward to this and now i'm looking forward to it even more and we actually yeah. don't have that long to wait this is going to drop in july so it is you're right i forgot that this one's pretty much stuck to its schedule i think it got moved once but it's pretty much yeah. on course isn't it yeah covid notwithstanding we're gonna get this on time and under yeah. budget i don't know I got nothing to do with that. I, I don't know. I just, I'm just looking forward to it. These, the last one was so much fun. And whenever Taiki Waititi is involved in anything, it's it's so much fun from everything he's done on TV and the movies and in between. It's, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. I'm all for that. We need some of that. We need some of the fun stuff, none of that serious stuff. Um, so we got some trailers. So we got a few trailers. Um, I'm only going to go through two of them because you, you didn't seem... Did you seem interested in Kimmy? I, I said that to you. No, like, Kimmy uh, just looked no. like, well, you're, you're going you're gonna to intro, but Kimmy just looked like I've seen that, seen it before. But the trailer, the other trailer, please say you're going to mention the cartoon one. I forgot what it was called. Oh, I'm definitely going to mention the cartoon one. Oh, but that one, that one, I'm, uh, that one's way above Zorro. <laughs> We're on the Zorro scale now. Zorro's way low. The scale of one to Zorro, this is one. <laughs> All right. So we'll get we'll get Kimmy out of the way. Just we'll get that out of the system and then we'll we'll ramp up to the thing that you're excited about. How about that? Yeah. All right. So yeah, Kimmy is. is a film that stars Zoe Kravitz. This is going to be directed by Steven Soderbergh. And so those are the two things that really that made this jump out to me. Um, he directs yeah, good you. movies. She's generally in good stuff. And so, you know, I was kind of interested in this. And the trailer's okay. And so this is a film, the storyline takes place during COVID-19 pandemic in Seattle, and she's an agoraphobic tech worker who discovers a violent crime occurs uh, in a data stream with someone's home device. So basically an echo device. And that's kind of the jumping off for this film. It looks kind of interesting to me. Um, we'll see how it goes. You said it looks like Enemy of the State. That was your your impression. Yeah, that was right? my first impression. So based on, you're absolutely right. It, it, it looks interesting with the sense that I got the feeling that they're listening into her entire conversation, Siri or Echo or or whatever the, the, the monitors are called in the, in the US. Always on, always listening, taking on board everything. Someone's listening, someone's watching, big brother, government, whatever, global corporate company whatever um and then she goes on a run because she sees or hears something that she wish she hadn't etc and it just reminded me of a crossover of, of enemy of the state with will smith and gene hackman where you're constantly being watched and monitored and that was a quite an old film so it was it was drones were i think was the latest technology yeah. and cameras that were everywhere but so it felt a little bit like that. But then also with her having that um, agoraphobia as well, it reminded me of that Mel Gibson film, Conspiracy, or Conspiracy Theory oh, with Julia yeah. Roberts as well, where he had a real, obviously, angsty condition that made him not able to function as well as he possibly would have liked in society. So it just felt like a, it felt like I'd seen it before, okay. elements of it before. It felt also that it had been updated to modern times, hence the digital technology with the... The house monitor things. What, what did you say right. it was called? Siri, whatever. So, I, so Siri. So I said Echo. So Echo. The sorry, that, that, yeah. here are the Echoes, Echo Dot, and gotcha. all those other ones. So that was all. But you're right, absolutely right. Um, the director normally does stuff that I've enjoyed, and and Zoe Kravitz has been in stuff that I've enjoyed. So there's no reason for me not to enjoy this film. It just felt like I've kind of feel like I've seen this before. Yeah, but yeah, it's difficult nowadays not to see that. Yeah, what I don't know, what I could not tell is that this was a movie that this film is coming out on HBO Max. It's actually going to drop 
uh, less than a month from now. So it's coming out on February 10th. I don't know if this is something that was supposed to come out in theaters. Given the talent, I feel like it probably would have been. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but I thought that they were out of the straight to video business. So I'm really curious. It's one of those films that I think here we may well get on the big screen. For example, that film I watched the other day, The uh, the Protégé with uh, Michael Keaton and Maggie Q. Oh, yeah. That was, that, that was actually on the big screen here, but I saw it was on Amazon and just thought, well, I'm not 100% sure about it, so I'll watch it on Amazon. But we did have it drop here on the big screen we quite often get those netflix films go on the big screen here yeah um so i, I don't know if that means we're fortunate or not so i do i do think it sounds like a film that was destined for the big screen at some point but current yeah. situations i don't remember if the protege came out in theaters the only reason is because i was in germany at the time and it definitely didn't i do not remember it coming out there because i think but it's, it's got some talent martin campbell's yeah. director yeah. James Bond director and then obviously the people in front of the camera are not unknown to people Uh, and it's got a very high production value I enjoyed it so I don't see why it wouldn't have been on the big screen but you're right this film um, with Zoe Kravitz sounds like the same I think yeah with the names all over it yeah yeah based on what you said I'm still I'm totally gonna watch um, Protégé I just it was a movie that I completely forgot existed and I think it's because it when it came out like I feel like it came out in the height of pandemic time and my brain yeah. just completely forgot about it so yeah. like i said for for its for its genre it's actually one of the better ones you know with the female lead very strong confident but the rest of the stuff the talent makes it just that little bit better okay certainly not a waste of your 90 minutes i would say that is it um what i recall of the trailer is it as lefem nikita ish as it seems mm, no because no. they do okay. not touch much at all on her as a youngster they pretty much well, almost, they, they pretty much skip all that so you don't get too much she's already she's already the fully function fully formed assassin got it okay there you go i hope right. that didn't give too much away but there you go no no um, that that is yeah. that's perfect and i shall ask yeah. nothing more um we got a jammer's back and he's eating so he is eating i wasn't gonna call him out <laughs> he's, got a, he's chewing down a sandwich he's hungry he's hungry he's like Yo. tyrese gibson He's hungry. He's always hungry. The other trailer. We oh, hungry. Come on. Yeah, we're in the lightning round. So second trailer we got was Bel Air. So this is a reboot, a reimagining of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. This comes to us from Will Smith as well. Um, and this is actually going to be dropping next month as well. And, and specifically, it's going to be dropping on February 13th. And what we got was a trailer that is just a, it is weird to say that it's a dark and gritty reboot of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which, you know, if you ever watched that series growing up, like I did, like it was just, it was funny. It was lighthearted. I mean, they definitely had serious moments, um, but it was a sitcom for, for the most part. And so this is a very different, serious take on this. Um, I enjoyed what I saw. And as someone that, when I heard that this project was happening, I was like, I didn't ask for that. I don't want that. Now I'm like, I kind of want to see that. And I'm curious, one, did you guys watch this growing up at all? And what did you think of this trailer? Yes. I, watched Fresh, I watched Fresh Prince. Yeah, I really enjoyed Fresh Prince. But if you, like you said, Jonesy, I enjoyed it as a sitcom at the time. I enjoyed it every week and it was fun. It had some lighthearted moments, but also some, some growing up stuff, right? It had some lessons to be told, particularly with him and his 
and it was not the stepdad, but the the judge, the the father figure. But that that stuff was kind of cool. Yeah, um, I did not watch this trailer though, Jonesy. So I got fuck all to add on that, mate. No idea. I did watch Fresh Prince growing up. It was like like every nineties kid watched the fuck out of that. I don't remember much of it, um, <laughs> but I watched a lot of it. And I loved it, and <clears throat> I didn't want this either. Like I didn't want this. Made no sense to me. Why would you go this direction? It's kind of weird. But I was open going into the trailer, and like Jonesy, I was like, oh, if this wasn't on Peacock, I would probably watch this. <laughs> um, like, it looks interesting. Uh, I'm not sure I would call it gritty. I definitely call it darker. I'm kind of joking. Of like, I'm half joking. Oh, okay. It's like, it feels kind of like um, like Empire almost, mm. or like Succession with like the stakes of what they are you're not necessarily having people fight over rich people things but it's like rich people problems right right it's basically what it is it's like rich and privileged people and like but you know in this one seeing it more from perspective of you know sort of a black family sort of the problems they have and, and all that and kind of what it's like being coming in from west philadelphia born and raised over to bel-air and i guess this direction if i'm going west um and <laughs> And see, it's mirrored on my screen. So you went the other way. Yeah, I went the other way. And for people listening um, in their car, it makes no fucking difference whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> just Jammer waving his hand around in front of us. <laughs> um, but anyways, just sort of the fish out of water aspect. Instead of going the, oh, look at him and his wacky, colorful outfits. Don't they just clash with the suit? It's more of just like, oh, look at this guy who doesn't, I don't know. I don't know what rich people do. But this guy who doesn't fit in clearly. <laughs> Uh, in, in like a serious way and like like it's a core part of his being that he doesn't belong there and it, even just kind of how they upgraded Carlton to like this sort of jock this like lacrosse playing jock version like sort of like the, the a good looking kind of almost Winklevoss twin version of himself except not as big or anything or as white <laughs> but like you know just sort of you know what I mean? Do you guys know what I mean? Am I, yeah, I, I getting my mean. point across? So he's like, um, he's almost like a Flash Thompson from the new version. Yes. Of, except like more athletic. That, except more, like he's the upgraded version of, like he, to me, he comes off a little bit like a bully in this. And so yeah. like we were having that conversation, we were talking about No Way Home about like what a, a current version of a bully is like. And so this is him where he has some social awareness he's very smart there was i think a scene of him playing chess so he's very athletic like you said and so he's like it's kind of frightening in that sense yeah i could see like a dark a dark side to him you know like a dark undercurrent of carlton and i just think it's really interesting um and i have to say every fucking person in this trailer was like the best looking person i've ever seen in my life those people they're like they're fucking fit perfect skin i'm just like damn what do they feed these people like they're all like just i want to be all of them at once you want to be all of them or you want to be in all of them make your mind up both both it's a very james <laughs> bond thing right you want to yeah, be with them? all the above men want to be all him? the above women want to be with him so yeah yeah like seriously just watching this i'm just like jesus like this i'm really interested in just seeing what the story stuff is and i don't know it's something i do want to watch peacock give me a free episode or two i'll watch it and if i like it maybe i'll sign up how much is peacock do you know more than i want to pay for it yeah <laughs> i mean he's right like i 
I'm, I'm full up, right? It's almost like a, a motel. If, if streaming services were a motel, we're all full up here. Seats taken. And Peacock just, you're not. Well, like we have Paramount Plus. I would not have that if my wife didn't pay for that. So yeah, that's just the way it is. We'll see. But I'm but really yeah, curious. I, I, was very, I was really impressed with it. Like yeah. I didn't expect to actually like it. And I was actually surprised because you know me, I'm like, I'm the person who's like, let them reimagine it. Because you have the original. If you really love Freshman so much, you can go and watch it on some service somewhere. So go and watch it. This doesn't ruin it. Get over so, it. So I agree and but I disagree still. from the perspective of, is it a sequel series or is it a reboot? Because in the case of reboot, yes, you're right. You always have the other one. In the case of a sequel or a sequel series. You still series, have the other one. You still have the other one, but there is added continuity and story that happens and for me it's hard for me to watch the thing knowing what happens next and if it is shit it ruins the old thing it's the same reason why i don't like captain marvel it's the same reason why it's hard to watch the sequel or i'm sorry it's harder to watch older star wars stuff knowing that the sequel series is out there because like this is the story this is how it ends i'm sorry it's a personal problem it is a personal problem I would, yeah. I would never pitch us anything. You're Dr. Jammer. You're meant to help us with this. <laughs> <laughs> Get over like it. It's lunchtime. You're eating a sandwich. I'm paying five hundred dollars an hour for get over it. <laughs> Could you imagine going to your therapist like we're on lunch? Shut the door in your face. <laughs> get over it. Also, build a bridge. Also, you could, you could slip my check under the door. What for um, that? But yeah, no. I normally leave anyway. cash on your pillow, Jammer. What's going on? I, you know, I like to double dip sometimes in more than one way. <laughs> we got a third trailer. Yes. <laughs> this Moving is the on. one that Danny is excited about. Oh, fuck yeah. So we got The Legend of Vox Machina. And this is going to be coming to a streaming service that all of us have. It's going to be coming to Amazon. And this is based on Critical Role's uh, streaming that they've done uh, of their D&D games. So, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't drop that we've done one. Super exciting, very fun. You can find it on the Genre Reverse Podcast Network. Anyway, Legend of Vox Media is based on the Critical Role series. And so it is an animated fantasy adventure series for adults that follows Vox Machina, a band of misfits with a fondness for boozing and brawling. In a desperate attempt to pay off their mounting bar tab, these unlikely heroes end up on a quest to save the realm of Exandria from dark magical forces. From a sinister necromancer to a powerful curse, the group confronts a variety of obstacles that not only test their skills, but also the strength of their bond. Danny, yeah. I don't want to make you wait anymore. How excited are you for this? More than Zoro. <laughs> Okay, more or less than Quantum Leap. (laughs) More than Quantum Leap, I have to say. I have no reference to this whatsoever. If you hadn't have just read out that little synopsis or telling us that it was linked to some role-playing game, I had no idea. But as soon as the trailer started playing, or what was it, like 10 seconds in when when the the, the light went on, I I was sold on it. What a load of crazy, fun, nonsense absolute crazy antics going on but with some super cool one-liners going in there as well that just had me like i can't wait to watch this even when you just said 
with them desperate to pay off their bar tab, not a criminal crime lord that's looking after their gambling debts. They just need to pay off their bar tab. That itself is, that's fucking genius. They've obviously ran up a very expensive bar tab, drinking and brawling a lot. I'm just, I'm just bought into it. I'm just bought into the fun of it. I'm just bought into the mayhem. I love it when I see shows where they seem to have been given, here's a shit ton of money, or maybe not a shit ton of money, Here's complete artistic freedom. Do whatever the fuck you like. We don't care what rating it's going to be. Have at you. Go enjoy yourself. Have fun. In and Amazon's I, case, I, what's here's, funny here's about enough that. money. Just enough money. Enough that's money. That's not yeah. what happened. <laughs> and so that's not what happened. They actually. Well, go. Tell me. So they pitched this. And I forgot to what studio. And they were rejecting. So I think they did a Kickstarter. I know they did a Kickstarter. And the Kickstarter, I think, was only for. Um, they wanted to do uh, a movie or a production, like a one shot thing that they were going to do. And they ended up raising more than $11 million on Kickstarter in 2019. Oh, and so they decided to expand their initial idea based on the amount of money that they raised. And, and was now that, we're getting 12 sorry, episodes. Jones, was that, that money they raised, was that on, as far as you know, this synopsis, this style, this story, for want of a better word, this... Yeah this yeah. level so people were pitched pretty much what we saw and then they raised 11 million dollars on that so fantastic critical role what i mentioned before that is their their streaming show and that's what people are, are were watching so they were already bought right. in based on oh watching okay that. all right okay and now people I just donated an incredible amount of money and they have since expanded uh the plans so well, had I known, I would have added to that money as well. I've invested in a few um, films and stuff that have been turned out to be shite, but this one might well have been a better one, so I'm looking forward to that. Anyway, I, I was bought into it, and now you've given me that little bit of story. I've got even more faith that it'll actually be good, even though the trailer was good, but actually worth watching as a series, not just as a, a one-off. That's good. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Loved it. Jam dog. Sandwich complete. <laughs> Um, this looked okay. What? Uh, it looked I okay. You. I said sandwich complete. Sandwich oh. complete. Uh, I'm gonna go get more. It's not a sandwich. It's actually pizza. But I'm gonna get oh, more. Okay. okay. I'm gonna get more in a bit. But I don't. Okay. Now right that you finished your slice of pizza, tell me what you think of this. <laughs> it looks okay. Um. So I like the I like the story behind it. I as someone who's written in the literary PG genre, which is you know a essentially kind of like this except in book form i appreciate the concept and it's cool to see it but while the tone is fun a lot of the jokes didn't land they felt a little too forced i don't know yeah they felt a little too forced to me um but maybe they'll work better in context i'll definitely give it a shot and watch it and see if that works for me uh but I like the concept more than I liked the trailer. There's some aspects I like, mostly the jokes I did not like. Okay. So that's kind of what I'm concerned about. But if it's like, if it ends up being, you know, having good jokes, like Harley Quinn, good jokes. Which Harley Quinn? The only Harley Quinn show that exists right now. Okay. Well, you didn't say show. You just said Harley, Harley Quinn. Oh, sorry. The Harley, Harley Quinn, HBO Max cartoon. Okay. Concur. Yeah. If it's remotely anywhere near in terms of that, in terms of quality for the jokes, I'm definitely on board. All right. Because that's a fantastic show. All right. Um, so there's other stuff that we could talk about. Like Netflix 
you know, they're, they're doing all right. They're going to be making two more sequels. <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't want to belabor the point. There are other things I'd rather talk about, but they're making two more red notice sequels. Like I haven't seen the first one. So, you know, everybody's coming I haven't seen that. it either. Cobra Kai is number one, most weekly watch show on um, Netflix, which is good. Uh, I'm hoping that they end it within the next season or two though. Cause I would love for this to just be like, end at the apex as opposed to dragging Dude. it out. Soap operas last for decades. This has another 15 to Shut 20 up. years Shut in up. it. Easy. Shut up. Easy. Shut up. Shut up. I don't want that. I don't want that. Anyway. Question. And- what? Question. Sorry, Jonesy. Question, question, question. Because I know you and Jamma kind of like this show, right? Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm okay with it. My brother watches it. If it's on, I'll sit there and watch an episode. I'm obviously writing the script as it goes. I can tell you exactly what's going to happen. Johnny's dad is... What's his name? Fred the Asner. Bad guy. Reese. Creasy? Who's the bad guy that runs the bad Oh, that's dojo? not his dad. That's not his dad. No, it's not his dad. No, it will be. You think he's going to be his dad? And I'm, Ed Asner I'm telling you, it's his dad. You think so? Because, yeah, because he didn't know his dad as a kid and he knows his mum. They've been I referencing see. that he knows his mum. There you go. He you heard it here. Second. Okay. That'll be interesting. Yeah, That'll be an interesting and twist. And I think there's going to be a twin at some point. A twin? Who's twin? Yeah. I don't know. A twin. It's going to happen. <laughs> a twin. Anyway. And then... This is a soap opera. This is a soap opera. Legitimately, that's his dad. There's a twin. It's going to happen. I don't, I don't want it. I don't want it to happen. I don't care what you want. Fuck it. I don't give a shit about you, Jonesy. I don't want it to happen. <laughs> your, your desires. Your needs. No, I don't want it to happen. Anyway, tying it back to Red Notice and sequels. Um, Don't Look Up became Netflix's second biggest film, and that's only second to Red Notice. So, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, it's super weird, isn't it? I just I was waiting for you to tell me what the top film from was Netflix it bigger was, than? I'm pissed I off did. that it was Red Notice. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's bigger than Bird Box. Before you ask, it was it was bigger than Enola Holmes. Was that big? I mean, are you are you asking me to change the yeah. stat that I just gave you? Yes. I'm asking if Noel Holmes was big. I don't, that I don't know. She's tiny. Because I, I, I think that was, God damn it. She's only a 12 year I'm asking, I'm asking because I think that's probably may have been the best Netflix movie I've seen is Enola Holmes. I like The Harder They Fall More, but I'm biased. I never saw that. I never saw yeah. that. So we never got that conversation, Jonesy. We've had the conversation. Oh, yeah. Just off the show. Yeah. You didn't like it. That's funny. I did not. So here's the thing. Here's, um, here's what you're going to like even more. I'm going to attach an interview with the director to the end of this episode. So spoilers for that. For the Heart of the Fall? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I got to talk to him at a round table. And um, so I'm going to drop my question at the end of this. So stay tuned for the end of why the is show. It, why is the interview being released like a decade later? Because I only just talked to him a couple of weeks ago. I'm glad we mentioned it then. It's a nice little What was the occasion? What was he promoting? Was he promoting the heart of the fall? Or was it just like, hey, what's up? Yeah, that was it. We were just talking. Okay, it's just really random. Yeah, so the Bullets. That's cool. The Bullets, who's the director, writer, director, and uh, also did the music for the movie as well. So, So yeah, anyway, moving on. We've got a few more minutes left, and I'd like to talk to you guys about the things that we've been watching. Jammer, since I berated you on the last episode, have you since caught up with... No, Cobra Kai or no, Boba Fett. I watched an episode of Boba Fett, but I haven't <laughs> caught up with it. But you've watched Peacemaker. 
I watched an episode of Peacemaker. Yes. So I don't want to ruin it for Danny. Uh, we were talking about it. I really enjoyed it. I, I finished all three episodes. And the nice thing is it's relatively short. It's basically a movie. Like if you have time to watch a movie, you can. You can relatively short. It's eight episodes that are an hour each. That's not relatively short. What? Peacemaker? Maker? How long is there's Peacemaker? More? There's going to th- be. There's going to be. be a, yeah. I don't know. Wait, wait, John, not, did, did you think it was over? Episodes? Did you think it was, was over, over after <laughs> episode three? I was like, hey, I don't know. What's no, it's a, it's not a fucking. They would, it's, uh, it's a limited series. It seemed limited, limited. Three episodes. I have never heard the three episode <laughs> limited series before. It's a trilogy. When did you last hear about a a trilogy. Trilogy. This is, Does it does it look like we're living in the UK, Jonesy? No, that's not how limited series work in the US. Listen, I have lived. <laughs> Here, there, everywhere, I, I'm at the point where I'm very confused about where I am, even re- in this moment. Yeah, there's going to so. be eight episodes. Okay. Did you, well. So did things wrap up after the third episode to the point where you think this is the end of the series? I don't know. I'm tired, man. Listen. <laughs> what happened? No, they didn't. Did they you didn't. have a stroke just now? I think so. Maybe. I'm, I'm having a moment. Listen, you're right. No, it didn't wrap up. I'm just done. I had no idea. So that was actually something I was going to ask if you finish it. It like ends on a cliffhanger. It. It's like ends on a cliffhanger. Wow. That's what, what I was going to ask. That I was, was really, ballsy. I was literally going to ask. I was going to ask like, what, what's happening? What happens next? And then. Is there going to be a second season? No. There'll what be happens next? Four, though, there's a helps. fourth episode followed by a fifth episode, followed by a sixth episode, <laughs> by a seventh and then an eighth. Um, so, and so here's part of what messed me up. Like I've, I've also never seen anybody drop three episodes at once. I've seen two. I've seen longer first episodes. Three is new to me. And so my brain didn't arcane like, arcane drop three episodes, but they dropped three at a time. So is that what's going to happen? No, no but I'm just saying it. You just said they never seen him drop three first episodes. I fucking named one and you're adding addendums, but that was their release schedule. It was always three episodes. Well, Does this that make is their release schedule. It's three episodes to start. Mm, okay. That feels different, but I'll allow it. It feels different. I'm sure there's been others that have done three episodes. Um, Disney Plus, hasn't Disney Plus done three episodes occasionally? Um, what? Was it The Mandalorian three episodes or was it just two or one? Two. Was it two? Uh, <laughs> maybe it was just a longer first episode. I don't remember. But I guess my point is it's usually one or two episodes or a longer first episode is what I usually recall, generally All speaking. Right. Anyway, yes, we've established. I'm dumb. Are you happy, Jammer? Is that what you want? Is that what the fuck you want from me? I'm stupid. Yeah, yeah that's what I yeah, want. We can move that's on. giving me five hundred dollars. I'm Jesus a simple Christ. man. Now I can slip that shit under your door. I've, I've you. admitted. I've admitted what my problem was, and I will give you money. I will pay. You. And so now get over it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Check for my receipt in the mail. Um. So I enjoyed it, Jammer. Did you enjoy the first episode? Are you going to keep watching? Yeah, I love the first episode. I thought it was fantastic. Like it was just, it was long, but it didn't feel long. It felt really short. And you know, my biggest complaint about modern TV is like, why are you 50 minutes? Be, do be 43 minutes, be normal. And the reason why is not because I like shorter things, but just because I like when they're long with the purpose. 
And while I guess I'm not sure I could justify the length in terms of like this plot point needed to happen, there was a lot of great character building between and dynamic between all of the characters in the movie. Like yeah. you understood where Peacemaker was coming from, why he is the way he is, the way he interacts with other people, just how he's mentally set in his ways. And it's just, it really endears me to him. And you know, there are other characters as well that are there and dear, like the new, the new agent lady um, who has spoiler thing um, in terms of things, parentage, oh, okay. I guess I'll say. Got it. Um, like she's also adorable. Like she's just like, just so innocent almost. And in a very different way from Peacemaker, but almost similarly, like both of those characters are kind of strangely adorable to watch on screen. Did you ever watch um, Orange is the New Black? I did not. I did not like that show. I watched the first season and then stopped. So she was on that. So Danielle Brooks, that's where most people would recognize her from. That's who you're referring yeah, to. Yeah, right? that's what. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because even Kirsten, she was just like, I recognize her. And she's always like that when watching stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm trying to listen. Stop asking who these characters are. I'm trying to listen to the fucking show. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I thought she was great. I thought um, like all the characters, most of them had like a time to shine and were. I like the extra layers we're getting in each of them. Um, yeah. Like the blonde woman and her moment at the bar. Um, and just, it's just, it's just all good stuff. It's all great character work. And oh, I just really like about this is it's character work and it's just ever so engaging. Yeah. What I like about this is what's f- funny and interesting and also maddening. So the show's hilarious and having finished the first three episodes, which are also not, the entirety of the show they're not um, the entire series not the, not the entirety of the show um <laughs> they I, I feel like we've kind of touched on this before i'm very frustrated that james gunn is the person that always gets these group projects but then when he gets them it's like yeah that was pretty fucking good like he nails it every time um and while i don't think guardians 2 is that good like the dynamics and his ability to make guardians sure that 2 everyone is the best guardians movie fuck off um, the fact that all of these characters are able to get exactly what you just said is always so impressive to me. Um, and it's not just fluff. There is actual growth and arcs for all these people. Like, I find it to be borderline masterful. And it's really mm-hmm. frustrating to me that he is so good at this. Um, what he's really is good at is taking weird characters and somehow justifying their behavior with the under the layers underneath them you know be it with the way peacemaker was raised or what have you or you know some stuff in guardians with like they act this way they act silly because he's almost like (laughs) hero oda from one piece he reminds me of him which is another reason why i love guardians too is it felt more one piece than anything else where you have these goofy characters, trash. but they act that way. They act that way because of something really specific in their background. And it's just really, uh, it's just really great to watch. You know what else does that? Yeah. Cowboy Bebop. Anyway. Okay. Um, so remind me of this. What happens to Peacemaker's dad at the end of where you are? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> No, no. What I was gonna say is, where you where you end up with him by the end of the second episode, you it'll be kind of interesting for you. So, okay. Well, um, okay. Well, wow. I wasn't expecting. Right. Well, I guess you don't hire Robert Patrick for no reason, right? Does he That's turn right. into the T one thousand? 
It's super weird as soon as no, he no, opened no. up the door. No, no, no. as soon oh, as he opened up the door in the first episode. And I was like, man, it's so weird looking at this guy. I was like, he was the fucking Terminator. Like, it's it's just weird. Like, he's just an old man now. He was I a coach like, from the faculty. He's in the Protege as well, Jonesy. Is he? Okay, now I'm definitely yeah. going to watch it. Definitely going to watch it. Um, I love the eagle scene. Like, when he sees the eagle for the first time. Um, and it's I so happy to see him. Yeah. Me too. As because a character, I, what, I love the eagle. What I was expecting was the eagle to be like a dick to him, but no, the eagle genuinely loves him. And I love the fact that the eagle genuinely loves Peacemaker. That makes me so happy. Listen to me. If they kill that eagle, I'm going to be really upset. I was thinking yeah. about that the whole time too. <laughs> <laughs> there's a scene, there's a scene that happens in the second one. I'm like, oh my God, is that the eagle? And like, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And I don't want to talk about it anymore because I don't want to ruin it for you or Danny, but. I, was it the part I where something drops and hits the ground? Yes. And you think, I think that's the end of episode one. Okay. All right. I was like, please, God, what is that? He's like, all right. That's not what <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> Don't be an eagle. I think you should watch it again. If you get access to it, hopefully you do. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, next. great show. Like, I was really impressed with it. Like, I was, because literally, I was, I threw it on and they had like last time on the Suicide Squad. That's how it starts out. And, um, Kirsten was like, is this, this is just the trailer, right? And I was like, <laughs> yes. Because it was like, it was, it was encroaching our, our time to go to sleep. And I was just like trying to squeeze in an episode of Peacemaker just because I wanted to, to see it. And then we ended up watching half of it. Um, and then I finished the rest of it this morning. Did you fall asleep? Watching it? No. Oh, okay. I don't understand like, people who watch it. a yeah, I don't understand people who fall asleep doing things. Like, if they're watching TV and they fall asleep, I don't get you. If you fuck, I get you even less. If you fall asleep, fucking actually typing at your keyboard or writing something or actually, <laughs> yeah, I've done that. Yeah, you're a fucking weirdo. That's not normal. Get go get up and go to bed. No, no, I can't. So, like one time, you I can't. remember. I remember I wrote something about, I was in class and I was falling asleep and I was writing something and I wrote something like about a pizza party. Like we're not in class. We're not talking about a pizza party. And I have no idea why I wrote down pizza party. I wasn't dreaming. I just wrote down pizza party. And that was like, as I was falling asleep, that's. Why didn't you just go to bed? I was in class. (laughs) Okay. Well, it's different between, because for me, I've fallen asleep in class before, but it's usually if I lay down and go like this. It's never no. when I'm doing something. No. I was literally just sitting there in the room, sitting in class, listening, and all of a sudden my body was like, you know what? We're done here. All right. Well, <laughs> someone someone needs to re, rethink his sleep schedule. If that's, well, I mean, it's years later, so I'm assuming that's 10 years, years you have. It's 10 years That's ago. better advice than get over it that we got before from Dr. <laughs> <laughs> Get better sleep. At least we got some constructive advice for this $500. Sort your sleep out, Jonesy, then get over it. Danny, do you want to talk about Boba Fett? Uh, Not really. Not unless everybody else does. No, not not because I'm not not enjoying the show, but we you know we we've covered it a lot. It's been we've covered a lot, and it's been quite extensive. But uh, I also think it'd be nice to have Nick here to talk about Star Wars. (laughs) I know, right? You know, I'm seriously. I'm gonna confront him about that shit. I'm gonna be like Nick. (laughs) What's what's up with you in Star Wars? Oh, you know what we should do? Listen, I get it. I I understand what he's saying. And it's here I am. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to defend what he's saying. And Jeremy's going to be like, no, you're forgetting this one fact. Listen, 
I, <laughs> to some extent, I get what he's saying. Um, and I think part of it is it's in a level of oversaturation. It is the fact that the sequel series was not that good. Um, there's just a lot of missteps that they're taking with this series. But why? That. Why go out there and be like, oh, I declare that I will not no longer consume Star I mean, because Wars he's Nick Doll. Like, that part is just Nick Doll. Like, I don't... Oh, okay. That's just him being him. Um, but I do understand where he's coming from, and I do understand the frustration. Like, that was... I Listening to our review of Rise of Skywalker, that was me. And I totally get that level of fuck this shit. To me, I don't see any reasons to make any declarations like that going forward. Because for me, I'm just like Mandalorian made me realize, hey, this show isn't for me anymore. That's fine. Maybe I'll give other ones a shot in the future. Maybe I won't. Hey, you know what? The Matrix Resurrections, that was an awful movie. I'm not going to swear off all Matrix things going forward just because that one sucked. Depends on who's directing it. Why? Yeah. Why, 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 why bother? Why, why, why set your stake in the ground now when there's nothing in the works, when you know nothing about it? Yeah. It, it depends on who's directing it. I know. So. Anyway. Well, that's how it should be, right? It should be lots of, it depends. It should be depends on this, that, and the other, and that rather than a, a blanket statement, it should be, well, the, oh, so such and such is directing a new Matrix film. That makes it interesting. I'd like to see Christopher Nolan make a Matrix film. What could he do with that? That would be interesting. So it would depend on stuff. I wouldn't want to see that. I was just like no. throwing I'd names out it. there. But I'd no. see that. No. no. I mean, I say I'd see it, but I still haven't seen Tenet. So what do I know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly why I don't want it. So that's the funny thing. Tenet is the reason why I don't want him to direct a Matrix movie. And the only person I want to return for a Matrix movie at this point is... Um, Keanu Reeves. Well, I was going to say Yoon Ping. But... Who? So give me... If you told me that... Yunun Ping and Chad Stahelski were returning for a, either a reboot or a follow-up. I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to check that out. Failing that? that. I don't know who so, that person is, you said. So Ping is the guy who did the stunt work for the first three movies. And oh, right. It's the stunt work that was sorely missing from that movie. It was literally yeah. weird. Like, I remember I was walking like, halfway through it, and when they got to a fight scene, I was like, oh, there haven't been any fight scenes up to this point. Oh, wait. These are just like normal Hollywood fight scenes. They aren't like kung fu, you know, yeah. martial arts fight scenes. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, so, there we go. That's who I was missing. And yeah. Chad Stahelski is the guy who was actually Chad. Uh, in the movie. The husband or the, the fake movie, husband. He, yeah, but he was also the director from John Wick, and he's the guy who got his start on the Matrix movies, so... See, that I knew, but I didn't know the other person. So, yeah. Um, the other thing that I was going to say, it's weird. To, so I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. Anymore. Let's just, I, you were going to suck me into the, the Matrix hole, and I was just going to keep talking. The but, rabbit uh, hole would have been better if you said that instead of Matrix hole. Because my brain is just disintegrating right now. Follow I the rabbit. Follow the white rabbit. No, Follow the white rabbit, Jonesy. You know what's funny? The there was the a period rabbit. of time where chasing the rabbit would always get me to, um, uh, Pacific Rim. Don't chase the rabbit. So I'm going to do the Pacific Rim and not chase the rabbit and not talk about a movie I just do not like. Anyway. Anything else? I like the theme song for Boba Fett. That's it. Yeah? Yeah. That's Did you like the music from Bell? Yeah, sure. 
I'm I yeah, I'll I'll listen. Yeah, yeah. Sure, it was fine. Okay. Okay. I, I mean nothing special. Did you guys like it? I liked the main theme song. And there's actually a medley that mixes two of the songs that I found on YouTube that I actually really do like. Oh, send that to me. I'll I'll post that. I shall. Cool. Anything else, Jens? Do you guys wanna 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 talk anything else? Anything else going on? Let us sign off. I think we're ready. Ready? Yes, sir. Cut the check. Cut the check. Shut down. Well, dear listener, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Um, if you like what you heard, do all the socials. Like, rate, comment, subscribe, share. We definitely appreciate it. Also, LRM Online has other great content for you. Where else but LRMOnline.com. Gentlemen, Danny, where can you go? You can find me in front of my television trying to find Peacekeeper, Maker, Thingy, Guy. So I can watch this shit. All three episodes. All three episodes. The entirety of the series. All three. The entire series. <laughs> I can't it's wait for like, the second like a trilogy movie. to come out. It's like a movie. It's just three episodes. You're done. <laughs> Jammer, where can you be found? You can find me on Twitter. At Jam the Writer and all of my books under the name AJ Serna uh, on Amazon and Audible. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sir Jones. Yes, and of course, right here on Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast. Folks, as always, thanks for listening. We will catch you on the next one. Hasta Don't get any Anya. Mission accomplished. Was that a Nick Doll impression? Yeah, kind of. No. <laughs> I mean, it no, was me just kind of making a voice and sort of here. Here's what I'll say as someone that generally appreciates like the voices that you do and the impressions you have. Okay, that's fair. How was my Jason Statham voice earlier this episode? You did one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you did do one. All right, James, since you brought your guitar, I feel like I need to bring mine out before I ask my question. Oh, 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 you're, 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 oh, you're, take, you're taking it there. Wait, one second. Take out, take out my electric. Hold on. You, you want to do a thing? I mean, I'm, still, I'm still here. Someone, someone just caught, like, if I, if I tune up, if I tune up, let's go toe to toe. We'll go. Let's do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? What, 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 what have you got there? Is that, is that electric or bass? This is an electric. This is a PRS. Oh, wait. Love it. James, I have a question for you. So you... You live in London and you're watching these, these movies as a kid and you already talked about the narrow focus, right? It's, it's mostly filled by white men and women are subservient. And what is it that attracted you to these films? You know, you know what? Like, Jonesy, man, like, I love... Okay, so say when we're watching um, uh, Star Wars and stuff as kids, I love sci-fi, but we know it's make-believe, right? We know this is make-believe. I don't know one person that looks like Chewbacca. Right, you know it's you know that it's make believe. Even I do know a dude that kind of looks like Yoda, but you know that you know that you know that is make believe. But the westerns, right? The westerns seemed real, right? They seemed um, they seemed 
they seemed real. Like the horses, the landscape, the, the gunplay, it didn't seem like special effects to me, right? So I would just watch these things and take them as, as real. And it, the, 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 the landscape always seemed so romantic. Like just the landscape, you know, like the way they were shot, the horizons, the vistas. Do you understand know what I'm saying, Reginald? They always seem like mad, um, mad romantic. Like, wow, man, I can imagine speaking to the love of my life. Even though I was only like seven, but a person I really like in, on that cliff. And there'll be things in there, like someone will have a bag of, of loot and there'll be snakes. When you steal loot, there's snakes in it and they shoot you back. It's just things that just stick with you in the imagery. And it's, and it's really, uh, 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 it was always a beautiful, a beautiful thing. Um, but just as you get older, you start looking for yourself in what entertains you. And I just wouldn't wouldn't have it. Well, at least looking for my mum, like looking for my sisters, like looking for something that I can relate to, then change. And as opposed to it pulling me away from, from Westerns, I just started reading about it. And when I was like 13, I started reading about, um, about um, uh, uh, cowboys, uh, Native Americans, and then I found out how much Hollywood was just lying to us. Never in the history of of uh, of mankind was uh, Native Americans galloping around like a white lady in a in a wagon with her children, and then going. Aah! It's like stuff is just Hollywood, uh, Hollywood, uh, yeah, nonsense, right? And so when when I learned the, the more I learned about about um, the real characters and stuff, the more I fell in love with the genre because I knew what I could do with it. Like, ah, oh, when I get older, I'm gonna make a film. I'm gonna make a film that's gonna have all of these, all of these people in it. And it's interesting, because just over the years, I would just wonder how, how no one's really done it before to, to that level. How even when you make a film with showing the old West and it would have black people, the white the baddie would still be white. And the, you know, the, the thing, but what about black people just in their own world, dealing with, dealing with each other and just, just living amongst living amongst ourselves with our own goodies, our own um, uh, baddies. A person that was working on the film um, uh, prior, Jonesy, right? Uh, 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 earlier, they they said, you know, James, you can't put in the train sequence. This was before the movie was with Netflix. I was like, why? It was a white person, right? Now, why can't I put in the train sequence? I mean, because you know, they kill all those people on the train. Like, what do you mean, all those people? They kill people all the way through. And yeah, but how do they get away with killing this white guy asked me? How do they get away with killing all those white folks on the train? I don't I didn't even see it like that. They baddies on the train. Those guys killed women and children. The dialogue, I read the dialogue. But how do they get away with it? Because I wrote they get away with it. But how? With final draft. But how? On the computer. You turn on the computer, you write, they get away with it. Just like black people the people have been getting away with killing our people from the beginning of time. How do they get away with it? Because someone wrote, they get away with it. And after you write, they get away with it. I put full stop in, they get away with it. And then they go on to the next scene in the story, like anyone else. Do you have beef? Then you're not the person that's meant to be working on this, on this, um, on this movie. Because in my film, like blacks got murked, white folks got murked, like people get murked, it's Western. It's the Western. What I can't even write. White folks been. If I count how many black people have been killed at the hands of, of um, white folks in movies, like we can't even. 
I can't even I can't even count. And and I made a, a specific um, uh, effort to not make this movie about color. Those people get murked on a train to rescue their guys, and they're all bad um, uh, people, no goodies. Yeah. You know, no no white folks were harmed in the making of this movie, so to speak. But I don't understand. You know what I mean? Anyway, I do. Thank you. My my pleasure, Johnson. I, I want to hear your music as well. I'm seeing my SoundCloud. Yeah, 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 for sure. I'm serious as well. I like this. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.